when you're just truly your authentic self, it sets you free and it will organically bring the right people into your lives, whether that's for your career, your relationships, your romantic relationships. Like, I just want people to experience that. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. I have been waiting for months for this product to come out and it's finally here, the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Focus Shot. Four Sigmatic has always believed in seeking energy through nutrient-dense foods, sleep hygiene, movement, and hydration. So when they came up with this product as an alternative to all those gnarly energy drinks that are out there, I was so excited. This is the first ready-to-drink product that promotes focus and energy without all the gnarly ingredients. You can sip half of the bottle of Lion's Mane and Guayusa with a powerful pineapple taste from only real ingredients. No artificial sweeteners or flavors are allowed. I can drink half of the bottle in the morning and then half in the afternoon, and it doesn't make me feel weird and jittery in the afternoon. Go to foursigmatic.com and use the promo code radicallyloved, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D, to get a special discount on all the Four Sigmatic products. Back to our show. Hey listeners, we need your support. Help us by subscribing and rating to this podcast. Send us a snapshot of your review or comment and we will send you a very special Radically Loved gift. Send your comment to info at radicallyloved.com. You can also click on the show notes here on this podcast for more information. If you want to be part of our community, please click the link to our private Facebook group, on the show notes of this particular podcast so you can be the first to hear of upcoming trainings, retreats, and special Radically Loved events. Thanks so much for listening. Sarah Heron is a Colorado native, lover of the outdoors, and was in search of finding love when she became a bachelorette on ABC's The Bachelor. Although she didn't find love, she did realize that before all else, she first needed to love herself. She's the creative director, retreat facilitator, and storyteller, mentor, and avid outdoors girl. She was born without a lower half of her left arm, but it hasn't stopped her from doing all of the things she's wanted to do in her life. Sarah wanted to share her love of the outdoors and adventure by starting She Lift, 
an organization that empowers young women born with physical differences to get outside and conquer their personal mountains. She is an avid speaker about conquering our limiting beliefs, and she is truly an inspiration to many men and women out there. I'm so excited that both Sarah and I got to share the stage speaking at the Lead with Love Summit in Aspen in the fall of 2018, which was amazing. We had such a great time together, became friends, and I couldn't wait to share her on this podcast with all of you. Here is Sarah Heron. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on because we met at Lead with Love uh, earlier this, not earlier this year, it was already later in the year. Yeah. <laughs> October like, already. Oh yeah. And uh we became fast friends and I just I love you and everything that you stand for and everything that you do. And I'm I was just so uh eager to get you on and for my listeners to get to know more of you and your story and what you're up to. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I know I'm so excited and you said it right. It's like we met and we were just like, oh my gosh, I have to be best friends with you. <laughs> I love well, when that happens. Yeah, me too, because it's there's such an easeability to when when you meet the right people, it's just it's sort of like that instant connection. Totally. So it's like um I, I and I'm really grateful to be able to have that. And and I find that in the world that we're in, you know, in the world of self-development or uh creating sustainability or just creating a loving community, I feel like that happens more often than not. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is quite special. So, well, okay. So you attend and speak at more events like that than I do. I do like maybe a handful a year, but you're constantly attending workshops and leadership panels. And, um, but so does that happen for you at all at, at most of them? Cause I usually feel like I do meet one or two people that I'm like, yes, we are best friends. And I'm so glad that I attended that event. Yeah, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I meet, like you said, I meet really incredible people, but, but not like how, how, uh, how we connected. Oh, soul so, sisters. Yeah, I know. So that there is something special and I, I can, I can probably say it's, it, it's rare that this happens because if you think about it, most of the time, whenever I do anything like this, or I travel and I, and I do a panel or I do a speaking engagement, I go and I, I do my thing and then I might interact with a couple of yeah. people and then I'm, I'm done, you know? Yeah. yeah. But for some reason with us, we were just kind of like, we just were trying to hang out as much as possible. I know it was, and it was too short. It was really only yeah. a day, which is so sad. Yeah. Two well, days, there's more, there's more where that, that came from. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you about, um, a couple of different topics that I know you're really passionate about one of, uh, which being, um, one of them being, uh, empowerment and mm -hmm. for, uh, cultivating a deeper sense of empowerment within ourselves. And yeah. then um, the other is um, just being able to get to a place in your life where you can continue to um, thrive and overcome adversity and just to continue to move forward, which is something that I really love about you. And, and obviously I can relate to that. Uh, even though it looks different for us, I, I believe that the heart and the drive and the tenacity is still the same. And so I think that maybe that's another reason why we just really felt connected. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, so I want you to, you know, just maybe give us uh, what your thoughts are on empowerment and why that can be a challenging thing for, for anyone, not just women. I think just mm-hmm. in general for anyone um, in, in the current state of the, the world. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, empowerment comes through just authenticity, right? Like I, I, my thing is my, my story is that I I don't know the answers. I've never known like the playbook to tell people we'll do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to be confident. Like it doesn't work that way. Maybe it does for some people, but for me, I've just always found um, confidence and empowerment through being who I authentically am good, bad, indifferent. And um, I just want to share that with other women because I think so many people, men and women think that they have to prescribe to acting a certain way or like a certain type of vulnerability or, you know, and I just want people to know that when you are your true authentic self without any, you know, um, facades or impressions or, or like things that you're trying to prove to people, when you're just truly your authentic self, it sets you free and it will organically bring the right people into your lives, whether that's for your career, your relationships, your romantic relationships. Like I just want people to experience that because it's, it's like I went on the bachelor and as soon as I stopped trying to be one of the bachelor girls and I just embraced the fact that I'm not, and I like, you know, I just don't fit into that mold at all. Not that there's anything wrong with it. That's when I felt like I could be myself and people resonated with that. Yeah. I think that that says a lot, you know, I think that says a lot about not only who, who you are, but I think that says a lot about what we as uh, just people really connect with, you know, it's like for us, we want people to be real and authentic. It's like, what's the biggest, uh, aversion we have or the the biggest thing we find unattractive is is people being uh inauthentic or being disingenuous but for us we feel like we have to put on a persona so in a sense we can sometimes be that that we don't want people to be does that make sense yeah i mean for example i think people think uh, empowerment means that they need to be able to like walk into a room confidently or or feel like they can rock their jeans and i i think it's as little as being able to say you know what i made plans with my couch tonight and i really don't feel like going to that party that (laughs) that i said i was going to go to i think it's about being able to stick to your guns and whatever makes you feel aligned with with what fuels you and re-energizes you. And, and sometimes I feel like even with my boyfriend, it's like, I want him to think that I'm an athlete and that I can like keep up with him on the mountain. But the truth is sometimes I'm just not there. And if I honor that truth, that's going to go a lot further for our relationship than me trying to be someone that I'm not just so that my boyfriend will accept me. And then it creates a ripple effect. So really and truly, I think empowerment is in the littlest things that we often overlook. It's just about being who you are. Yeah. And I think that this is a constant battle that we, we fight, right? Because we can feel so empowered and confident one day and then something goes wrong. And then it's like, you know, all that work goes out the window and all of a sudden we're like in a really dark place. Yes. Um, I'll share with you. Okay. For example, 
I ebb and flow like crazy. My mental health is a constant like roller coaster that I'm, I'm working on. And a lot of it has to do with work because I'm self-employed. I don't have employees. And so when things are kind of going bad, it can feel like the whole world is collapsing around me. And, um, and people don't talk about that a whole lot. You know, they don't talk about how, some days you just feel like you're failing life. And I feel like if more people were talking about that, especially the people that I look up to as entrepreneurs and role models, um, then it wouldn't make me feel so alone in those feelings. And Caitlin Crosby is the founder of The Giving Key. I don't know if, if you're familiar with that product and the foundation she's set up, but she once shared in a podcast that like in the early stages of starting the business, a lot of times like she was really unhappy and she was in a dark place and people would ask her if she was so proud of the empire she built. And her response was always like, no, honestly, I just feel kind of numb to it because, because I feel like I'm in it alone and, and it's hard and I'm struggling. And when she shared that, it made me feel so empowered <laughs> because I felt like, holy cow, I'm not the only one. You know, we think if we're like starting a business or, um, or even just like following our dreams that it's supposed to be this like perfect, happy trail the whole way. And, and, and sometimes that's not. And so I just, you know, to beat a dead horse, I just find empowerment through keeping it real. And, and that comes in the good and, and the bad. Yeah. And a question for you when you are in that place, like what, mm -hmm. what can you do or what do you do to shift your perspective? Because obviously it's a short lived, right? It's not like you're there, yeah. you know, for a long period of time, or maybe you are, I don't know, but how, whenever, however length you're there, mm -hmm. how do you pull out of that? How do you shift your perspective? So something new that I started this year was seeing a therapist and a life coach. <laughs> so I see someone every week. <laughs> I'm talking to someone every week because I found that that's what I needed. I needed to talk about it. I needed to process my thoughts. I needed to be told it's okay. And I needed to be told, but take a step back and look at the bigger picture, Sarah. Like, yes, you feel like you're failing at life today because you didn't do your accounting on time. But like the bigger picture is that what you're doing is amazing. And sometimes I think you just need another person to tell you that um, and to give you that reminder. So for me, like talk therapy is huge. I have to talk it out with people. Um, and then also just wellness, like, and self-care, if that means I need to just step away from everything and go get a mani-pedi and just disconnect for a little bit, then that's what I do. But I try to remind myself that everything's temporary. And I know that these, these times come and go and yeah, it might be grim for like a few days and I might be pretty sad, but I know that I'll come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like taking action even when you don't feel like you want to? Well, I'll, yesterday I'll give an example. It was actually a really hard day um, because I am getting started on all of my like taxes and accounting. <laughs> and I was just like, holy crap, this is bad. This is really bad. And I was like, I just need to get out for a little bit. And I got in the car and I was like, but I don't want to go like, 
I don't, I don't even feel like I can escape this. Like going and getting a mani-pedi right now is not going to fix the way I feel. And yesterday was really, really hard. Um, and fortunately, like I came home and I just had to vent. Like sometimes you just have to vent to someone. And I don't think people should underestimate the power of just unleashing. And like that person doesn't even have to say anything back, but you just have to get it off your chest. So yeah. fortunately it wasn't the nail salon lady that got that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, who got it? It was my boyfriend because oh, he was right in front of me. But yeah. And then it was my stepdad on the phone. Like, you know, I'll talk anyone's ear off until I feel better about something. But that's, that's a key. You know, that's, that's great that you know that about yourself and that you know that that's part of your process. I know like for me, I, I agree with you. I also have the same, I've got like the dream team, right? I've got a, a teacher that it, he's been my yoga teacher for, you know, eight years, nine years. And um, I've got a coach, Lauren mm-hmm. Zander, who's been on this podcast before. Um, I have a uh, therapist that I see. I've got two mentors. Like mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, that's the, it's the five, it's the dream team, right? I yeah. need to have people like that because I agree, you know, sometimes you just, you need to have different people fulfill different roles depending on where you're at, you know? Absolutely. And I don't think, you know, listeners shouldn't hear, I don't want the takeaway to be, oh, you have to go see a therapist and a life coach because I know all that can be, can be really costly. It's expensive. But the point is to find someone that will listen to you and, and, you know, give you feedback and, Hey, there's tons of people out there that want to be life coaches and aren't. So like find the right person who will listen to you. Well, and the thing is too, is really, really being able to cultivate a a strong community or to go to an event, go to a workshop, go to uh, a class. Like to me, that's what I did when I was like just starting out. I quit my job during the recession at the worst possible time. And that's when I decided I wanted to start being, being a yoga teacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was not something that was, um, the best thing to do at that time, but I needed all of those. It's like, that was, I almost feel like the moment that we need to have all of those people and all those things are the moments where we decide to do something really scarier. We're at the precipice of creating a big shift in our life. And we feel like, Oh, this is the moment where I need all those things and I can't get them. Definitely. 100%. I would also say um, something I do a lot is I'll just start reading. I mean, like I have so many, um, I I don't know if they're self-help books, but like just whatever literature by amazing people. (laughs) And I just read. And oftentimes I'll like open, for example, um, Gabby Bernstein, I love the universe has your back and I'll just open it and start reading and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, these are the answers to everything that I'm going through right now. It just works mysteriously that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know that there is so much mystery to it. I I really am the proponent of if you need help, it will show up for you if you ask for it. Yeah, I completely agree. So for the things that you've been working on, um, aside from it being the end of the year, and obviously, you know, we're all kind of in the same position as, as you, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, gear, gearing up for what's coming in, into the new year, do you have any sort of um, practice or ritual that you do when 
we're transitioning from one year to the next? Like, do you do vision board? Do you do goal setting? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you do to sort of begin to craft what's coming uh, in the next couple of months? That's a really good question. And I feel like up until this season of my life, I've never been that kind of person to, to really do that. Um, and mostly because for like the first decade of my professional career, I worked in, um, you know, corporate agency world. And so it was like, I didn't really have to think about, like I had, you know, career goals, but everything was pretty routine. And, and then when I quit that job to start SheLift and, do my own thing. That's obviously when like the variables started flying in from every direction. And I feel like the practice that I've adopted this year going into the new year is less about goals and more just like, what did I learn this year that I can improve upon next year? Or what didn't sit right with me this year that I don't want to repeat next year? Um, Because I have a really, really strong intuition. And when my gut is out of alignment with just my true authentic self and and the trajectory of life that I want to follow, my intuition is like screaming at me and it makes me sick. So really I'm trying to pay attention to those like behaviors or practices that I've done that have taken me out of alignment with my intuition And being conscious of like, okay, starting this new year and the new chapter, how can I make sure that I don't, don't go astray again? And I, and I don't make myself feel that way because that's what usually sends me into the tailspin of like depression and everything that comes along with, Mm -hmm. with those bad feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that, uh, that, that sort of uh, curating of uh, what you want to create and the stuff that that didn't work. So it's like an evaluation of sorts that you're doing. Right, right. Okay, so can I'll share one example with you. Like, um, so I do a lot of like the social media marketing, right? I, I make a lot, I make my living off of Instagram and it has become something that like, it makes me really unhappy with myself because I know now I'm not sharing organically like when I want to, I'm not sharing the life moments as they happen. And it's a lot of times for another brand that doesn't have aligned mission with me. And, and I feel subjected to like, you know, post this picture when we say, and we don't care if you like it or not. And then it's, it puts me into the whole roller coaster of like, engagement evaluation and I see how like my engagement drops and then that makes me feel bad about myself and it just creates this whole thing. So I said going into the new year, it's hard because that's how I make a living, but I don't like the way it makes me feel. So how can I do less of that and what are some of my plans of action to replace the income in a way that's not like detrimenting my mental health? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, thank you for sharing that. That's very honest. And it's yeah. very real <laughs> because I feel like those are the types of things that people don't hear. I mean, they just hear, oh, wow, like this is, you must be so happy. Look how successful you're making a living off of posting pictures, you know, yeah. and beautiful pictures at that, you know? So I think, you know, for you being such a and in, even in just a short time we've known each other, like I, I know that you're a person of depth and that you're a person that really resonates with uh, authenticity. And so I think that 
being able to um, learn how to balance those things are are very noteworthy. So, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. Yeah, it's it's so hard, and I I never want it to sound like I'm ungrateful. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful that I've been able to have the year that I have doing this. But I just know if something isn't sitting right with my gut and and what I want to be putting out in the world, then I have to I have to make a change. So yeah, to get back to what you're saying, it's it's less about like goals and just being aware of what makes me feel good and what doesn't and how to try and stay on track with, with yeah. what's best. Yeah. I want to just touch a little bit more on, um, intuition because we mm-hmm. talk about that on the podcast a lot and being able to listen to your intuition. And so for you, what does your intuition look like and how do you recognize the difference between intuition and what your mind is saying? And do they live in different parts of your body? Well, my intuition is extremely physical. Like I have very physical reactions when my intuition is, is like I said, screaming at me that something is wrong or, or right. And um, I think when this is, it's such a hard question to answer. Someone also texted me or DM'd me and they were like, but what is your intuition? And I was like, I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) Um, But I know that when something feels out of alignment, like I said, it makes my physical body ill. I feel anxiety. I feel um, like I'm not in alignment with my core values. And when something is, when my intuition is telling me that something is right, I just feel high, right? Like I feel like this is, this is right. This is my path. This is what has been chosen for me. And, um, and it is hard to decipher. I think sometimes between our gut and our head, because logic wants to tell you like, well, this is the smart decision, or this is what you need to do or not do. And then your intuition is telling you the opposite. Um, and I don't know. I don't, for me, it's never been black and white. I, I, I think it's like, I just have to keep listening for a while um, and just see how the universe comes into play with it. I think it's just about being in tune with the signals you're getting and being aware of like the circumstances as they're unfolding around you and making the best possible decision you can based off of the information you have. That's how I use intuition. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. That was probably the best description of it (laughs) today. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. How, how do you, um, how do you connect mind, body, and spirit in your life? Um, for me, I feel like for many years, I really, really neglected definitely like, I guess all three components are like, I didn't have them working in synchronicity, synchronicity together. Um, and so for me, it's been through outdoor recreation. Um, I have always found, and that's what led me to starting SheLift, but I've always found deep connection between my body, my physical health and appreciation for what my body's capable of doing, my mental health and clarity and my connection to spirituality, um, the universe, the environment when I'm outdoors. So 
for me, it's like going on a hike or going skiing is like going to church and it's fueling or filling, I should say, all of the buckets at the same time. So um, yeah, I think I get it from being outside. That's my meditation. It's, it's my exercise. It's, it's everything for me. Mm. Yeah. I love that because I feel like it's going to look different for everyone. Right. And I, I love that. Um, that's the way it looks like for you because I know how passionate you are about going outdoors. And yeah. Doing that. Well, because also I found it's like to be at the physical like performance level that I want to be for outside sports, for, you know, to be the best skier, to be a strong hiker, to be a strong rock climber. I also have to be taking care of my body in terms of like what I feed it and how I rest it and what I intake alcohol, sleep, like how, how is everything um, contributing to my physical performance? And then also like, going back to self-care, am I taking care of, of my, my heart and my emotions? And, um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird, like harmonious thing that all three have to be working together in order to, for the machine to run. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, there's a couple more questions that I have for you. Uh, one of them is pertaining to, um, I, you kind of answered it with the going outdoors, but I'm, I'm curious if there's anything you do particularly with a, a daily ritual or something that you, you do that's a, kind of like a non-negotiable. Mm. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I would say it doesn't come at a particularly or a particular like time ritual, but I have to get time alone every day. Um, I'm an only child. Well, I have, I have a half sister who's 12 years younger than me, but I was raised an only child. And until this boyfriend who I live with now, I had never lived with anyone, not a roommate, not a boyfriend, no one. And so for me, I am what they call an ambivert, right? Like I'm an extrovert and an introvert, but I'm an ambivert because I recharge by being alone um, but I can be very extroverted and very sociable and very outgoing, but I really value and appreciate my time alone. So I do feel like for me, it's important every day that I have probably at least an hour alone. And yesterday I'll share was one of those days that I was having a really hard time. And I was like, I just need to be alone. And I live with three roommates and all three roommates were home. And so it was just like, how the heck am I going to be alone right now? And I just locked myself in my bathroom and took a shower and gave myself a face treatment. And, and that's how I did it. And I came out in the best mood ever. Like it was, it worked. So I just, I need to do that and I need to have time to myself every day. Yeah, that's great. I love that you improvised because I was like, oh. I was getting anxiety just hearing you say that because I'm exact same as you. Oh, I'm yeah. the exact same. I need, I'm like an extroverted introvert. Yeah. So I, I need to be able to have alone space. Um, and I love that you improvised by doing that. That's great. I usually will go out for a walk or I'll go, you know, for a drive oh, yeah. or something. That works too. It was just snow. I mean, it's been snowing for like three days straight here. And I was like, I can't go outside. I can't do anything. Um, I'm going to go take a hot shower. And it was like seven o'clock at night. I'm not usually a nighttime shower. So I'm sure Dylan was like, what's going on with her? 
Whatever. Well, so now, and I love that. And, and these are the types of practices and modalities that you have found to be effective for you in your life. And I know that you've been really excited about a project that you're working on in the coming year, something that you're bringing for yeah. uh, even the listeners listening to this podcast now. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, I've been running my organization, SheLift, for about three years now, and the mission of SheLift is to empower girls with physical differences to discover confidence and self-esteem through outdoor recreation. So for three years, I've been taking women of all ages, we have as young as eight all the way up to 30, and I take them on retreats that are based in the outdoors. So we've gone skiing, rock climbing, rappelling, hiking, and um, and we always incorporate a um, really concentrated life coaching component in helping these girls identify their self-limiting beliefs and you know why they've why they feel they've been labeled differently and how they can overcome that. And the goal is that by the end of the trip, the women realize that they're not only physically capable of doing things they never thought possible like skiing and rock climbing, but they're also emotionally stronger than they thought possible. So while I've been doing this, the feedback has been really, really like flattering and, and so, so positive because so many women have been reaching out saying, you know, I might not have a disability, but I could greatly benefit from what you're teaching through SheLift. And do you offer anything for quote unquote able-bodied people? And, um, so I did, I did a test last year and I hosted a retreat for 20 women and we went to Mexico and it was amazing. And so I decided to launch a new course, a series of workshops starting in January and it's called A Course in Confidence. And it's a day long workshop for 20 women in a different city every month. And basically we'll be doing a deep dive life coaching component for the first half of the workshop where women will also identify their self-limiting beliefs and learn how to turn it around and write their life mission statement that they want to live by. And that mission statement is what I was speaking about earlier, where they'll identify their core values and, and learn how to live by those core values so that they're always in alignment with, with what feels true and authentic to themselves. And then the second part of the workshop is where we get a little bit vulnerable. And I'm asking all of the women to participate in a modern take on a boudoir photo shoot. So we'll be asking all the ladies to get down into their skivvies and their underwear and uh, take some really beautiful, empowered photos that they can represent to their social media or keep for their own personal use, but the images that show them confident and empowered and living with their new life mission statement. So I'm really excited to kick it off in January. Yes. And I'm really excited because hopefully for me, I'll get to go to one. We're trying yes. to, we're trying to, I'm telling Sarah, like before we started recording, I'm like, um, can you coordinate the <laughs> schedule, please? That'd we will. Great. We'll book one for your schedule. I okay. promise. All yeah. right. Great. So, um, I, I want to ask you just one more question. Um, and the last one is pertaining to this particular podcast and why I started this podcast and, um, I ask all my guests the same question. And so I created Radically Loved as a place for people to come to, to get inspired or to feel like they're, you know, talking to 
friends or they just feel supported. The idea mm -hmm. is that the universe works for us and not against us and that we are radically loved by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. Mm -hmm. And the two, there's two questions. So the first part of the question is, how do you feel radically loved? And the second one is, what do you radically love? Mm, that's a good question. How do I feel radically loved? Um, man, okay. I guess I feel radically loved by the people and experiences that I have through SheLift and, and social media. Like it sounds crazy, but through total strangers, I do feel radically loved and a deep, sense of connection to the people that I uh, communicate with um, in person and across the interwebs. I think there's an amazing community of women out there that want to support each other. And so I just, I love, I love what's happening. Um, and what I radically love, oh my gosh, I love right now inclusivity of women in the media. Um, I'm loving seeing so many brands adopt like just representation of different bodies, whether it's shape, size, ethnicity, disability. I love seeing it. And I just, I want to amplify that in any way that I can help. Mm, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So for the people listening, <laughs> where can they go for more information and how can they reach out to you? Um, so you can learn more about SheLift by visiting SheLift.org. That's S-H-E-L-I-F-T dot org. And you can learn about my upcoming workshops at SarahHeron.com. That's, that's S-A-R-A-H-H-E-R-R-O-N.com. And then both of our social medias are the same, same names. So um, yeah, DM me on Instagram. I try to respond to every single person. So if you message me, I will write back. Dang, that's a lot of writing back that I you know. do on the day. I know, I've got carpal tunnel in the oh, thumb. No. <laughs> um, so Sarah, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for all the yes. work that you've done, all the work that you continue to do for your ability to just be such a loving light and guide and shepherd to so many women out there and for just being such a beautiful and loving, kind-hearted human being on the planet. Um, I feel lucky to know you and to have you as part of my community as well and to share you and your story with our audience. Thank you for, for being a part of it. Rosie, thank you. You're the best. Oh my gosh. You're the best. What an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. 
During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good, and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life. For more information, go to radicallyloved.com or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.